Welcome to Matter of Fat, a body positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. Hi, I'm Kat Pallavoda, a local fat feminist, shop owner, and I love Los Angeles. I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Soraya Bogani. Hi, I'm Soraya. I'm a fat, multiracial, Minneapolitan millennial who uses she and hers and wishes you a very happy and very belated International Pronouns Day. It's never a bad day to claim your identification and human dignity. Yes. On Matter of Fat, we're here to talk about the cultural politics of fat bodies in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and the greater Midwest. Though in this mini-sode, we ventured outside of the Midwest. Yes, we did. We traveled to Los Angeles to attend WNYC Studios' Work at Festival for Women in Podcasting. Oh, it was such a great experience. We can't wait to tell you all about it. But first, a mini-fat dish. A side dish, really. Matter of Fat. As it's almost Halloween, the fat dish includes a trick and a treat. Had to do it to ya. <laughs> okay, first we want to acknowledge something that feels really tricky to us. Yeah. We were so excited to have Samantha Irby and Lindy West visit the Twin Cities. You may or may not have picked up on our excitement based on how much we've hyped it up in previous fat dishes. Um, but alas, the event didn't happen at the last minute, and it was really, really disappointing. Um, disappointing for me individually as a fan of both of their works and for us as matter of fact because we were sponsoring their event. Yeah, it's really too bad. We were really looking forward to it, and we know many of y'all were too. Truly, I wanted to hear more about Lindy's curated TikTok content on Instagram <laughs> and dive into Sam's takes on HBO's Succession, of which now I'm fully immersed. Um, that family is so rich and so impoverished in the way of healthy relationships. Ooh. But uh, maybe this is a different podcast. I don't know that now is the time for my hot takes on that show. I have nothing to contribute <laughs> about Succession. <laughs> um, but I will say related to this that Lindy is actually going to be here in November as part of NPR's Talking Volume series. I'm really excited to see her there. And and you're going to go with me, right, Surya? Yeah, dude, you got the tickets. Oh, yeah. Um, I've already pre-ordered her new book, The Witches Are Coming, on Libro FM. Yes. You've got another comment. Yes. Um, and Sam's new book, Wow, No Thank You, will be coming out in 2020. I don't know the intonation of that, but that's how Perfect. I think Perfect. Wow, no thank you. Um, also, we Kat, we love doing book stuff together. We do all the book stuff together. Uh, we went to Phoebe Robinson's first book tour. Like years ago. We saw Roxane Gay read from Hunger during her book tour. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to add this to the list of our book field trips. We're so cultured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that was the trick. Now, what's the treat? Is it our work at Recap? Well, yeah, that's truly a treat. Uh, but first, we have another treat. Yeah? In the way of the short break. Cake Plus Size Resale and the Rose Academy of Burlesque are together again bringing their second annual Fat Burlesque show to the Twin Cities. This dynamic duo has assembled a cast of multi-talented fat babes ready to entertain audiences on Saturday, November 23rd at the Poor House downtown. Take It Off, a Fat Burlesque Review is a show designed to celebrate radical self-love and all larger bodies. Not only will we see local fat burlesque faves like Arya Intuit, Petty Treason, Kiki Boudreaux, and of course, Diva Rose, Take It Off highlights talent from across the country, including Fancy Feast, Show Me More, and Blanche Debris, with Blanche hosting the show. Plus, there will be group performances from the Rose Academy of Burlesque. Saturday, November 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Poor House downtown. Same event as last year, but with a bigger and better venue, baby. Tickets will be available at P-O-U-R-HouseMPLS.com. We are excited to be a sponsor for this event and look forward to seeing you there. Oh, 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 oh,
Ooh, that ad was such a treat. I really cannot wait for Take It Off. Um, and now another treat, our recap of Work It. Yeah, so we keep serving up these delicious, delightful mini Yes. And this one is about our recent trip to Work It, a women's podcast festival. So Work It, as they describe it, is the inimitable annual gathering for women shaping the future of podcasting. And it's put on by WNYC Studios. And this year it took place in Los Angeles. <laughs> so the festival's two days. It was Thursday and Friday. We got in on Wednesday and spent a little time hanging out before everything got started. Soraya's Bon Appetit subscribing self had some amazing restaurant recommendations. Um, we went to one right away when we got in called Justa. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It was I've a- only read about it. <laughs> it was know. amazing. It was so good. And um, honestly, I feel like I've become a food tourist. We didn't have a lot of time to no. go explore L.A. or do any of the, you know, a Hollywood kind of scene, like touristy, touristy stuff, walk of yeah. fame kind of thing. Get on a bus, go stare at people's houses. Um, so instead, I did a little tour of food, which was so exciting. We also went to a local grocery store mm-hmm. for our lunches. Like we had 90 minutes each day. So we decided to go. Just like get a charcuterie spread for ourselves. We did it. It was delectable. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like you get a really good vibe for a place if you yeah. go to a local grocery store. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. Um, and, you know, I was just, I ate some soft scrambled eggs. I got one of 36 coveted daily chocolate croissants. You're going to have to go into that because this is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, I'm like flipping my hair, <laughs> hair right flip, now. Hair flip, bon appetit life, Soraya. <laughs> it's like basic right so i've been a bon appetit subscriber forever um back in the day when my mom would get the magazines and they were very much like um well if you, if you can't if you can't source it directly from the farm like a uh, store-bought will do like ina garten-esque level of um just like very high class mm-hmm. and then there was this really rapid shift i went home one one uh, weekend and i was like mom is this bon appetit she's like yeah i don't know it's changing it's like my millennial heart loves a soft scramble yes. let me get into it and they named their number one restaurant for the year and it happens to be in LA and it happened to be 15 minutes from where we were staying Mm -hmm. so I ran down there got a delicious layered omelet sandwich a nice little green salad and um, picked up two of the coveted chocolate because they only make 36 every day right that's right and Mm -hmm. I was there when they pulled them out of the oven it was amazing and you brought me back one it was really impressive Mm -hmm. I also tried chamoy covered gummy worms for the first time tell me what that is again so chamoy is it can be like a paste or a liquid but it's basically like reduced uh like fruit juices mm-hmm. and so it can be kind of like vinegary vinegary and kind acidic tart. and tart yeah. and then there's chili usually mm-hmm. so you like you bite into it and you're like oh it's like a sour gummy worm and then you're like oh my mouth is on fire it's great <laughs> it's, a, it's a very pleasant also i just need to like share the mental picture with you of soraya on the plane paging through her Bon Appetit magazine. I mean, truly, like, food tourist. Yeah, I mean, also, I never read magazines other than when I'm on the plane. Okay, so yeah. So those subscriptions <laughs> have to <laughs> That's real. Um, but, okay, so yeah. we, we, so, like, we got in, had this delicious meal... Um, we also got a little time on that first day to hang out on the rooftop or by the pool on the rooftop um, as we waited for our um, room to be ready. We also went to like a little pre-festival mixer. At West Elm. At West Elm. It was very <laughs> random, but it was nice. 
It's a good idea. Sell some pillows, make some networking <laughs> connects. It's good. It's great. I also went to the Plus Bus that night. So the Plus Bus, for those of you who don't know, is a plus size resale boutique in LA. They opened like a year before my shop opened. So like about three years ago. Um, and I hadn't had a chance to go yet. I mean, when am I ever in LA? Twice in my life. <laughs> um, or maybe three times. But um, So I got to stop by and it was awesome. I love being able to like scope out different shops that are like mine. Everyone is like so unique and I'm just like really excited to see what they're up to and to support. And okay, in this like random serendipitous meeting, I ran into Danny Adriana, the fat activist from Australia, um, who was here in the US with Ashley Bennett, who's the body who is a body image therapist. Um, they are on tour like throughout the United States, but we're in LA the moment we were um, on this their body their sorry, it's called their body reconnect tour that they're doing here in the US. It was so random and wonderful to run into them. It was just it was really great auspicious start to the experience yes, truly, yes. truly so everything got started on thursday morning mm -hmm. and we were one of the first folks in line at the east theater for registration which was a win <laughs> pretty amazing mm -hmm. for me anyway um thank you saraya and the time change for being on my side with that one i am wildly prompt at getting to these things on time or early so if doors are at eight i will be there at 7 50 <laughs> that's how i snagged us some croissants yeah. my dude like, it's awesome yeah uh, it worked out beautifully mm -hmm. and things kicked off with an opening session and panel and there were sessions from nine to five throughout the day, often with concurrent options, like most conferences mm -hmm. and just like so much great information and people. So much info. I mean, I think it might have been a little bit of info overload as conferences usually are, but I felt like it was in a good way, you know? Um, OK, Soraya, what were some of your favorite sessions? Like so many. I'm not even going to go into I think all we of just them need here. to like chronologically share a Ooh, few of our Let's faves, go right? back to the very beginning. Okay. A very good place to start. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so after, I'm not singing. <laughs> after the initial welcome, uh, they kicked off a panel called the Future Slash Now Summit. Oh, yeah. That had 10 different panelists <laughs> on stage. The hugest panel ever. They were all such badasses that yeah. had a lot to do with major podcasting, include head of creative development for Spotify Studios, CEO for Public Radio International, and the deputy managing editor for LA Times, just to name a few. Um, like a lot of power, a lot of great ideas mm -hmm, and things mm -hmm. to share and say. And Depelsha Magruder, who's the COO of New York Public Radio, was just so charismatic and insightful and facilitated the panel beautifully. That's yeah. like a lot of people to navigate. It's a lot of work. to, And I mean, like when there's 10 people on a panel, everyone can't respond to everything. It's right. like you ask the question like, oh, and how about you? So and so you're well suited to answer. You know, it was just like really, I don't know. She commanded the um, the stage very well. Yeah. So here are a few takeaways that I hope that we're infusing into the show. Because I imagine you're listening to this and you're like, okay, they went to a podcasting conference. Like, is this going to be engaging? Hopefully you think this is engaging and hopefully you think that we're doing the following things. And yeah. then also know that we're mindful of it and want to do that better going forward. It's like weird and cool to be like, here are things we learned. And then we're talking. I don't know. It's just, it feels it's like, like multi. Meta. Yes, it is a little meta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so one of the main things they said is that any podcast that's going to be um, good or worth its salt has to have chemistry and passion for the subject. Check and check. Check, check, check. <laughs> um, 
they talked a lot about committing to ourselves by going beyond ourselves. Mm. So basically wanting to bring in stories and perspectives outside of our own to make it engaging for people. Mm -hmm. They were talking on a much bigger level of creating content generally over like a network. But like I hope that we're doing that by um, inviting in our guests and seeing how vulnerable they get yeah. and um, sharing their stories. Um, and even though it might sound like I just like to talk into a microphone to listen to myself later on, <laughs> um, I hope it's coming off as something different than that. Of course. Um, so making a show that we like and hope other people will like. Yeah, which is like the I, basis I, of this. I mean, a huge part of what we're doing. It's like we wanted to create something that we wish existed, you know? It's like yeah. that's what we did. So this is in line with what we like and we hope you do too, you know? Mm-hmm. They also talked a lot of businessy things, I which Kat is going to get into a little bit. But I think it was like realizing that monetization is not really a known entity in mm-hmm, podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like as much as we hear about, you know, underwear and boxes that come with food to our stoop and mattresses. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's just like feels like a wild, wild west experience. And so one thing that. I'd like to take away because it felt super overwhelming to me. Mm. It was like audience first and money second. Yeah, definitely. I guess I'm, I was, I felt especially interested in some of the more like businessy info that was shared in this panel session and then in other ones too. Um, and I, I think what sticks with me is just like podcasting, even though it's been around for 10, 12, 15 years, like it's still very new. Um, and it's only going to get bigger and bigger. And so I just, that was, um, a big, theme on this first panel and I just found it to be really captivating yeah then we kind of broke away Kat and I ebbed and flowed yeah we like split up yeah went to a couple different things um so the next one I attended was called uh this is how we mobilize a building a coalition of women and non-binary podcasters with Lynn Casper from Homeground Podcast shout out to Emily Saltzman yes guest on the show for connecting us um Lynn did a great job talking about how to engage and build connections at individual community and like mass network levels and it just got me thinking about how we can partner with other podcasts to create a broader network work of shared interests and provide safety and entertainment Mm -hmm. and um, just connect with people on a better level. So that was exciting for me. I love that. Um, Right after that, I went to one that was discussing podcasting for disability justice, how to make your podcast more accessible. Oh, yeah. A couple of important things. First, this was the first session, actually, to make an Indigenous land acknowledgement. The presenter, Brian M., who is the host of Power Not Pity, acknowledged and provided tribute to the Indigenous inhabitants of the land we were on, which was really great. And like I said, the first time I had heard that the whole conference. Yeah, which we'll talk about more later. Mm -hmm. Second thing, which is like way more than one thing. Um, we're just some takeaways. So really enjoyed the concept of REAP. So R-E-A-P, recognize, educate, amplify, and politicize. Mm. And like thinking about how our show is and isn't doing that. Um, what are we missing and who can we include? And then furthermore, just walking away from this, knowing that we need to figure out a way to commit time to full transcripts right. and image descriptions that we use. And so excited to build in time and capacity for that and start implementing that, um, especially with all the other things we're dreaming up for the second or the third season. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, yeah. Hey, have we said that yet? We're going to do a third season. You heard it here live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So lots of dreaming and scheming happening in this. So much, so much. Uh, one clever person in this session asked the presenter like what their favorite uh, disability justice podcasts oh, awesome. were. Tell so the I just people. want to name those yeah. quickly. So disability visibility, disability after dark, accessible stall, and read my mind radio. So these are definitely on my need to listen podcast playlist. And we also got to hear from Alice Wong from yes. the Disability Visibility Podcast during a later session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there were, like, how the space was set up is, like, many of the um, sessions were happening in, like, the big Ace Hotel, or sorry, the big Ace Theater, this, like, historic, massive, awesome theater. And then there were other kind of breakout sessions that were happening in a smaller space, which, like, filled up really quick. So I didn't get to go to a lot of mm-hmm. stuff over there, but I went to one um, that I was, like, really sure I wanted to make it to. Um, it was with Brittany Luce and Sara Abdurrahman, uh, and they, it was called This Feels Obvious in Hindsight. And they basically just shared, like, a lot of things they've learned from working on a team together, like a small team, for their current podcast, The Nod. I like The Nod, and it's not, uh, it's not like, one of my very regular podcasts that I listen to, but they all work for Gimlet Media, and I am a huge Gimlet fangirl. Uh, so it was, like, really, really cool to hear them share behind-the-scenes info, like, as examples for how their team works. And I think... When you are, like, hearing that kind of information, it's always more fun when you know the characters that play, right? And because I'm so, like, into Gimlet, I just kind of knew a lot about what they are talking about. It was really cool. Um, it was a short session, but packed with a lot of info. And one of the tidbits that really stood out to me was something that Zara said. Um, one of um, the recommendations they made was, okay, and I quote, it was like, there on the on the um, the PowerPoint screen. And, like, I captured it in a photo and probably should make it my phone screen background. But they said, um, don't think about how not to be a bad manager or a bad leader or a bad team member. Think about how to be a good one. And like, this is so simple, right? But like, it just feels really powerful to to make that kind of basic reframe um, and something that, I don't know, it just was like, this, I just like really needed to hear this in this mm-hmm. moment. It was great. You know, positive psychology, all the good all stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, Strengths, baby. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so that was like the main, uh, the one takeaway I'll share from that session. Yeah. We had another session that we really, really loved. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was after we had lunch and we enjoyed our little charcuterie <laughs> experience, right? But we were like, ah, oh, that was so great. What did you learn? That was so great. Yeah, oh my over gosh. lunch, okay. just chatting all yeah, this stuff. Just like really letting the ideas fly. And we're like, okay, if we really want to do this big, this is what it we would look do like. We, we got to do this. We got to do this. So then we go take our little nerdy selves and sit down and have like our notes ready mm-hmm, and taking, mm-hmm. getting ready to snap <laughs> pictures of the of the presentation. And the person who came up next was Mayan Plout and she's this really cool podcast librarian from Radio Public and um, she just really hit all of the things that it we were talking wild. about. We were just like looking at each other like like point after point after point like we just said we this. We just, just discussed this. That. What? <laughs> so it was incredibly affirming but also very daunting because totally. we put a lot of stuff on our both plate, yeah it was yeah. both it was like perfectly timed so the session was called the internet is for pods web strategy for audience growth um, and it was really engaging and fun but also shared like a bunch of really tangible advice like um, whereas some of the sessions I think talk more big picture this one was really good at being like here are three bullet points of things you need to do you know which mm-hmm. I thought was great one of the things that really stood out for me in this session was the time um, Mayan spent encouraging us to consider how we might recruit listeners who are new to podcasting overall. 
Like, and this was a total shift for me. So like this whole time, the last like two years, I've just been thinking about how to speak to folks who are already listening to podcasts. Like, oh, you're listening to these podcasts. Our podcast might be kind of similar or different. Like you should listen, you know? And of course, that's like definitely a way to reach a new audience. Um, But the podcast market is only kind of growing and growing. And part of the way that growth happens is that new listeners are starting to listen to podcasts. They're They're starting to adopt them as part of their everyday life. So that's like something I really want to give more space to the way we might encourage new listeners to start listening to matter of fact, like new to podcasting listeners. Mm-hmm. In another session, they had mentioned that celebrity podcasts are becoming some of the most popular ones out there. OK, and I'm like, what? A celebrity <laughs> podcast as opposed to these like beautifully produced Gimlet Media shows? Uh-huh. How dare they? You know, but we were talking about this and I guess it makes sense like. In this way, because celebrities already have a fan base, right? So if they have a podcast, if they're starting that, they're bringing in a lot of folks who are listening who are likely new to podcasting altogether mm-hmm. and are happy to make that kind of transition to becoming a podcast listener because they already have that com- that connection with that celebrity. Yeah, it's a known entity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Some other thing. I feel like there, this one, you and I both were just like feverishly writing notes. This was, yes. she has so much good stuff to say. Um. You mentioned this already, Soraya, but in this session, I was thinking a lot about like how we it would be beneficial for us to get on other podcasts and do like more like kind of collaboration. And then something also that she mentioned was um, considering t- doing an email list um, and sending it out to y'all, our audience, which like we have that has been on our list for a while. It's like something we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but after her session, it made me think that it feels a little more like important, but also fun and attainable. And OK, we're a little bit divided because I want to know are we experience n- email newsletters differently. I love them. Um, they go right into my yeah. trash. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't love. Them. I don't love all of them. But I just don't read them. I don't have time. I don't know. I, there's a couple podcast newsletters throughout the years that I've become like a really big fan of. So I think that informs my perspective there. And I'd be amenable to changing that. I mean, I read yours. The my, cake ones. <laughs> the ones I send out once every six months. And that months. might be why. <laughs> because they're, they're very so infrequent. Exclusive. Yeah. It's like, what? What is yeah. this? I think it, so in this session and then just generally like one of my the biggest ways I can kind of sum up like the info that we took from um, from Work It is that we learned that we're doing a lot of things right, which felt really good. Um, and we also learned that we have a lot of room for growth. And so for us, it feels like we're just having to um, take that list of all the things we want to do and also be honest about like the time that we have to dedicate to it and then being strategic about like what new things we can implement in the time that we have allotted. Mm-hmm. So that was just with all those like tangible to do's and tasks that my end presented, it was so helpful and also just like, okay, we got to figure out how we're going to fit this all in. Okay. So another session I went to was hosted by Julia Furlan, who's a host and reporter for NPR. And uh, she talked about how to be your own hype woman, which I particularly enjoyed. Kat did not attend. She didn't need to oh. attend to that. <laughs> but, um, when I throughout the whole session everybody was talking about how like show up as your best like Mm -hmm. get the skills you need to be the best and be the best person there uh, in the room but also like how imposter syndrome all those other things can creep in especially in a professional industry like that and basically what she said is think back to the time that you were in the room with somebody who was just wildly confident and wildly underprepared and just went through with the wildest (laughs) ideas they could think of whether that was sharing an idea or concept they have or asking for a raise and it'd be totally unfounded i mean we're all picturing that one person right Uh uh-huh uh-huh be that person but be competent and be like confident in the fact that you can do better than they did awesome and just take that energy and go with it yes which i really really dug 
Um, what else? I think I'm just going to like wrap up some other ideas yeah, if that's boom, okay boom, with boom. you. From different sessions. Um, yeah. So there was another one where it was an interview with Lisa Hanawalt who created To Come Birdie. Yeah. Um, she also did all the art for BoJack Horseman. And unfortunately, Tuka and Birdie, um, who are played by Ali Wong and Tiffany Haddish, it was canceled. So yeah. it was only one season. And she said that a lot of that is due to the fact that cartoons have historically been made for dudes. Mm. So it's hard to get women to branch into something that maybe is created for them or by them. She actually said she was really it was really important to make sure that people knew that women were gross and horny. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. So if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's worth a watch. Um, and I was like. Dang it. Yes, that's exactly what Kat was talking about earlier, where like podcasts, um, you know, when you have people like Mark Marin or Conan O'Brien or Joe Rogan, for instance, you know, they already have a broken in demographic mm-hmm. of the population who already cares about what they think. Whereas for women, it's like, who do we have who's out there that we want to go listen to mm-hmm. in a regular um, way of doing that? So I thought that was a nice connection. And then another just like big takeaway from this is that uh, like. We, Kat and I, love podcasts, yeah. and we love to hold ourselves up to standards like Gimlet and NPR yeah. <laughs> and other like big names, even though um, what I, I quickly realized is like, oh my God, the reason they all sound so much better is because they have dedicated teams yeah, of people like team. whose full job is Full-time to make job. this sound good and yep. like bring in the right people and have these skills. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dang, that's what's missing. It's like, come on, sir. Of course you had to know that. But um, <laughs> it's a good reality good reminder and reality check though yeah and it's just uh it's a good vibe check and yep. you know what where I, th- I still feel really proud of what we put oh, together yeah. given that it's just the two of us and <laughs> the resources we have KFI, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and also felt really good because uh even through all of this i like made a podcast friend which was really fun oh claire I went to, yeah claire i went to this uh nice little uh editor mixing mixer situation mm-hmm. i had to like go make friends and talk to strangers which was uh, scary, but I made a friend, so mm-hmm. that's good. And then we got back. Oh yeah, and we got upgraded seats. So, so on the first night of the um, of the conference, they had a, the first ever uh, podcast like live recording for Here to Slay with Roxanne Gay and Tressie Mc. Oh, I'm saying her name wrong. Just go for it, Tressie Mcmacmillan Cottoms. Yeah, podcast here to beep, slay. Beep, beep. It was so it funny. Was so good. So good. So good. So they had guests on. Mm-hmm. So there were three guests, and there were two that we were especially excited to hear from um, because they're kind of like fat icon status, in my opinion. Um, they interviewed Ashley Nicole Black and Danielle Perez. So Ashley Nicole is a writer on Samantha Bee and Black Lady Sketch Show. She co-wrote one of my absolute favorite segments ever on Samantha Bee about how diets don't work and how we need to respect fat people. I've actually like used this a clip of this thing in like several presentations I've done. It's just awesome. And we'll link it for you in the show notes. Uh, she also writes on Black Lady Sketch Show, which Soraya adores. So good. And I haven't watched yet because I don't have a hookup for HBO. I will soon. Put it on that to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Danielle Perez is a comedian in the Los Angeles area. And I've been following her for a while. I think I was first introduced to her on Nicole Byer's podcast, Why Won't You Date Me? Anyway, it was just like really cool to see both Danielle and Ashley as guests on Here to Slay. Um, just the whole, that whole evening was a major highlight for me. Yeah. And Tressie and Roxanne have great chemistry together. Oh my gosh. It's just like, I want to be friends with them. I oh want to sit there and listen to them. So good. So good. And there was this uh, cute little moment afterwards, oh, yeah? Kat and I went 
went and sat out on the patio and we were well, it was the sidewalk let's be real it's the sidewalk a bite to eat. um get a little drink have a little bite and then all of a sudden roxanne and Tressie come out and roxanne is trying to take a selfie in front of like the big marquee and we're like should we go over there should we take their picture we were very we're, like, far away 60 feet away <laughs> yeah they found other people yeah. it was a great moment but it was just really pure you know mm-hmm. like an hour and a half after the thing coming out and taking a picture yeah so that was like an amazing experience oh, so good um another closing thing we did was the reception oh yeah so um at the very end here um they had a like a closing reception so they bought out a bar for a couple hours and kind of set up a space for us to chat and mingle without any pressure it was really like a great culmination of our time there uh it kind of i guess i it I was surprised, like, we actually did meet a lot of people and run into a lot of people, and it was cool to chat with folks there. Um, and, you know, it's always nice for there to be an open bar. Yeah, loose. Yeah. I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> it's as loose as we get. I don't know. Yeah, right? Um, I got to see my podcast friend again. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, like, we decided to sit at a booth at one point, and we're like, we will be open, and mm-hmm. people can come, come mingle to with us. And Diane from New York City Our came elevator over. friend. We've both seen her in the elevator at uh, opposing times. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, you two have such strong New York City attitude. Which, like, what a compliment. Yes, she's from New York City. So if she thinks we're from New York City, little old Midwestern gals here. Yeah, she was really talking us up. We were telling her about Matter of Fat. She was talking us up. And she, remember what she said about us, Raya? Lay it on the people. She said that we have the juice. We have the juice, mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. So I feel really good about that. Uh, yeah. We also saw Twyla <laughs> oh, from yeah, Minnesota. From Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So she was the one who put together Podcast to Nords. So there's a little bit of conference continuity for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And just like met lovely, lovely people. Yeah, so many good people. Something else like related to this um, session or the reception and just generally, it was awesome to see how genuinely interested people were in our podcast, like all people, not just fat people. And I know we have lots of listeners who aren't fat, but it was just really, it's cool to have that reminder, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so while we had just a superb, amazing experience and truly loved our time at Work It, who would we be if we didn't have like a little critique and thoughts about how the experience could have been more inclusive? Yeah, we've got a few yikes moments to share. So honestly, this seems a little bit like a mini little dirt and discourse. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to start it off? Sure. Okay, so one of the things that I noticed was um, it's like a podcast festival for women, but in lots of their language, they also mentioned non-binary folks. And then it just felt like... Um, they weren't it, it, they weren't um, intentional about their usage of that moving forward. So it's like people's got to get on like the same one. page. Yeah, just pick yep. one. Pick one and move forward. Um, also, like I had mentioned that the indigenous land acknowledgement oh, yeah. um, happened in the disability justice session. There was only one other time when that happened mm-hmm. too. It just felt weird. I think I'm getting accustomed to that more and more, and especially if a session is you know upholding inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that should have happened. Yeah, like in the opening, like right from the beginning. Yeah, and then you also brought up some good points. There was too. just like some language usage that was tricky, like ableist. right, like yeah, like there's ableist language that was used. Also, the use of the word tribe, which you know how we feel about that, like in reference to lady bosses, like uh-huh. no, 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 let's stop that. Not so great. And no. Then- it was just an old theater, too. Mm-hmm. A beautiful old theater, but that doesn't make it easy or, like, comfortable to be no. in all the time. There was one elevator 
Yeah, because one was down and it was just very difficult. Lots of long wait times. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, it was just there were things that they could have kept in mind. But here's the thing. I think overall it was really clear that they, they were trying to make a very intentional space where, you know, everyone had their needs met. And because they were so careful about it, the times that it wasn't on that level were really glaring. Yeah, exactly. So I guess it's like a compliment and also a bit of a critique. Yeah, few and far between, but yeah. still noticeable in that regard. But it was a great conference. I mean, I had a great time. You did too? Yeah, bro. I got a lot out of it and it was so much fun spending time with you outside of the Midwest. You too. It was, yeah, it was really great to travel with you and to go to LA. I did have a really abrupt exit. I took the red eye home overnight on Friday so I could get back to the shop for our birthday weekend, but it was all totally worth it. Work it. Well, there you have it. Matter of fact takes our Midwest sensibilities to L.A. for working. Can't wait for next time with you on Matter Matter of Fat. Fat.